Clermont Northeastern District Download. All right, well, thanks for joining us on the District Download. I'm uh, here today with Chrissy Meyer from Child Focus. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I know um, we've had some conversations in the past about having um, bring a suicide prevention program to CNE, and uh, we really got the ball rolling uh, last year when we got the Department of Justice grant. We were going to try to bring uh, the Signs of Suicide program uh, to CNE on our own, and really, when you do all of the homework on the program, it's a pretty heavy lift to get off the ground, isn't it? It definitely is. It definitely takes a lot of work between partners to get get things rolling. So from the beginning on it then so when i say signs of suicide program what does that even mean and like what is this geared towards yeah so it's a suicide prevention program that's really aimed at educating students about uh, relationships between suicide and depression symptoms um, and encouraging students to seek help from trusted adults um, and then really focusing in on teaching them this acronym called act so it focuses on acknowledging signs of suicide or depression um, letting people know that you care about them and then telling a trusted adult so it is aimed at grades really 6 through 12, um, which is what we're going to be doing at CNE and covering all buildings. First week of February and the last week of February, correct? Yep, that looks like it. It's what I got scheduled. We're excited to be there. So we'll be at the middle school the first week of February, and uh, any parent who's listening to this, uh, by the time this goes out, there should be uh, a letter going home as well to those families that they have seen. We'll have it on the website. We'll put a link to the letter uh, at the bottom of the podcast for families um just so they have more information and we can put an infographic in the uh, description of the podcast that has the act acronym in it something parents can print off if they want that's great so what does the program mean so you bring something in is it just a is it a, a guest speaker like, yeah. how does the day work when you guys do a signs of suicide program? Yeah, so the day is structured where we bring in some of our mental health staff to come and provide presentations in the classroom. Um, the presentation itself is about anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. Um, and it kind of goes through, like, that ACT Care Tell um, acronym we talked about. Uh, and it really gives students an opportunity to ask questions about uh, suicide and depression. Um, it teaches them how to find trusted adults and how to report concerns if they have concerns for themselves or somebody else. Um, and really looking out for other students who may have symptoms of, you know, withdrawing from social peers or um, just making overall changes as like they're in this transitional age and how do they kind of cope with some of those symptoms. Um, at the end of the presentation, we have students complete a screener, which asks them a couple questions just in regards to their own mental health and wellness. Uh, and at the end of those uh, screeners, we collect them all and then kind of go through and assess and evaluate and then meet with those kids who maybe had some answers or um, responses that were maybe a little bit more concerning where we wanted to check in with them and make sure that we can provide support to those students or get them connected with an ongoing mental health resource. So if my kid, uh, let's say my student uh, or a parent that might even ask this question, my student uh, is seen by you guys. Does that mean my son or daughter is actively suicidal? No, not at all. Um, These questions also have a lot to do with just general um, middle school and high school life changes that these kids are going through. Like if they feel um, like they, they have a support group, do they feel like they have felt tired more than usual, which are all very common symptoms for, um, you know, middle school and high school age students. And it's really just about trying to be preventative and proactive and getting them connected with supports if it's needed, um, or just making sure we address and let them know that there are people here to help if symptoms do increase or they ever are to need them in the future. Okay. How, how will I know as a parent 
um, or a caregiver to a kid that my son or daughter scored at a certain level? Like what? Yeah. So all the data we collect, we actually provide and leave with you guys at CNE, but we will also be following up with any parents directly of students that we meet with that have any concerning symptoms or behaviors that might lead to, you know, potential depression symptoms or, you know, students who are openly admitting that they maybe are dealing with some suicidal thoughts and wanting to make sure we loop those parents in, do some safety planning, um, and trying to get them connected with the appropriate supports. So we would definitely reach out to parents after we've met with students if there are any concerns. So really the main thing is we, we, we work through a program like this with you guys mm-hmm. and really spend some, some time de, uh, demystifying suicide yeah. Um, and making sure that it's not if you get a phone call as a parent, if I got a phone call, it didn't doesn't necessarily mean that anybody did anything wrong anywhere. No, not at all. We could just be calling because, you know, your child even potentially shared concerns about another student. And we just wanted to let you know that we even met with them. Um, they could also just be, you know, maybe your kiddo is a little bit more tired than normal and wanting to check in at home to see if there's anything we can help assist in changing in their sleep schedule or their routine just to get them back on track. Okay, great. And I think that's really the, the, the whole goal of the program, at least for us with our grant from the Department of Justice, was figuring out how to create a more uh, well-rounded approach to creating school safety. And I think having a safe environment where uh, students know uh, some signs and symptoms is important um, because it also kind of ties back into this idea that we have here about finding ways to make sure students are hopeful about the future yeah. can plan towards future uh, future goals or future life goals and things they might have going on. Definitely. And I think it also really um, helps students to really look out for one another and teaches them to, you know, be supportive of others. And they may not know what's going on in all of their peers' lives um, and maybe not judging a book by its cover and teaching them to be more understanding um, and kind toward their peers and trying to help get those students help when they need it. And I know there's been there's been quite a few uh, tragedies around uh, the Cincinnati area this this year in particular. It seems like more than most, but um, this is something that we were working on before a lot of those things started happening. But I think it is a good time to bring this conversation back to the table again. Yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, this is a really proactive way to screen and assess all of your students um, to hopefully avoid some of those tragedies that other schools have experienced and trying to, um, you know, get those supports put in place for those kiddos who may be at risk and then also preventing, um, you know, students who could be at risk in the future by educating them on resources that are available in your guys' community and in your district um, so that they know how to access help when it does come the time that it's needed for them. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the help that's in our district. So, we're really fortunate to have a, a person from Child Focus in all of our buildings uh, yeah. certain days of the week. We have our own mental health therapists uh, on staff. And then for families who really want an additional layer of uh, mental health supports, we actually have a student assistance program now yeah. um, that families can call, um, email or text, and they will actually set them up with six private practice visits at no charge to the family member. So we're really trying to find as many ways as possible in this district to get uh, mental health supports to people who may need them. And I know that um, just getting that information out there as many times as we can is never going to get old to us because it's it's hard to uh, to try to put too much out there. Yeah, and it's it's definitely a great benefit that you guys have those resources available for students and families in your district. Um, you guys are definitely fortunate that you've got multi-layered supports in place to help students of all different types of needs. 
Yeah, thank you. And I think one of the things that I would I would ask is like, so if I'm a parent, like, what can I do? Like, I, you see this stuff on the news; it's super concerning. Uh, maybe you feel like you're uh, maybe you're not doing enough. Maybe you're doing too much. But like, what's something a parent should know about mental health, um, or some ideas about mental health, or talking to their kids about suicide? Yeah, I think one of the um, biggest stigmas that come along with suicide is that when you talk with students or kids about suicide, that it could potentially make them more suicidal, um, which isn't the case at all. Uh, It's definitely meant to be a proactive approach. Um, If a student's already at risk, they're already at risk. It's not going to cause them to increase those symptoms or um, become worse. We want to take that proactive stance and trying to make sure students are aware of those symptoms and signs so that they know how to ask for help when it's needed and that it's not a shamed um, thing to feel or have those mental health concerns. And then for parents, um, the Signs of Suicide website uh, has some great resources on talking to your child about suicide after the program's been completed on how you can follow up with them. Um, And then obviously at Child Focus ourselves, we're always welcome to take questions and, and concerns from parents on how do we, you know, have those conversations with kiddos and how do we address um, any concerning symptoms or behaviors maybe the parents are seeing at home that aren't happening at school. Okay. I, I will add all of those links uh, to the letter when it gets sent out to our families. I, I went through the, the parent portal the other day. There's actually some really great videos that parents can watch. Um, it lets them take the survey themselves. Um, it lets them see all of those questions. So I think there's really a lot of great information on that website. That's great. And that'd be great for you guys to share out with, with parents in the community to see uh, what kind of questions and what the presentation is really going to look like for their kids that day. If, if, um, if that presentation is over and my, my kid doesn't score high enough and, or maybe I was afraid maybe my kid wasn't being honest, like what's something else I could do? Uh, for my kids, because I mean, it all comes down to how the kid relies or feels on that survey or is willing to participate on that. Is there anything else? um, Yeah. um, So be aware of. Yeah, if their student isn't pulled for a screener because they didn't score a certain way or, um, you know, there weren't concerning marks listed on the screener, if parents still have those concerns, they can always reach out to us about um, getting their kids connected with some extra supports or services or discuss with you guys um, if they have a school counselor or a teacher about making a referral to Child Focus or utilizing the other mental health supports you guys also have in your district. Because it is kind of more like this is a screener for a moment in time when the kid is participating, but parents do need to be aware of like that bigger body of work, right? Like how, how do I feel like my kid is, is operating on the day to day. They can look at those same questions and ask Mm -hmm. them, you know, from a third party person, how's my kid doing and on these same things. So, yeah. And I think that's the hard part is kids are ever changing and, you know, their days are different just like ours are. Um, and they may feel great one day and not so great the next. So how do we help, um, you know, really remind them that these supports are here when they're needed um, and kind of just making sure that them and their parents are aware of those, those resources in the community. So for, for someone listening, like uh, if I look at this screener and say, well, you know, six months from now, my kid can't be depressed. They took a screener at school. Uh, they weren't depressed. Then why would they be depressed now? That's not the case. 
Yeah, stuff definitely changes quick for kiddos, especially in a middle school and high school environment where, um, you know, they've got different stressors added into their lives, just like adults do. Um, and working with peers, um, completing schoolwork, stuff changes rapidly in a school environment. And I think it's important that, you know, parents remember to constantly reevaluate and check in with their kids to see how they're doing and how they're progressing. Um, and if there are issues or concerns that do come up, not being afraid to have those conversations with kiddos about getting them some help. Right. And then I guess on the reverse side, if your score on this survey warrants you guys doing an additional screener and talking to them, it's also not, um, it doesn't mean that's always permanent either, right? I mean, there's no, yeah. fluctuations in mental health and like you said, it, it's a moment in time. So sometimes we pull kiddos and maybe they're really struggling in that moment. But if we can get them connected with some support or resources, it, does, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be uh, their state forever and that things can change and improve and progress. Okay. Now let's, let's look at it from the kid's perspective. If some of our students are listening to this podcast, what, what advice would you give those students um, about, you know, that day in particular uh, when we do the signs of suicide screening and we do the, uh, the lessons that day? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that I would suggest during the presentation to obviously engage and ask questions if you have them. Um, you'll have some mental health people in the room who are there to try to help answer your questions as they come up. Um, when you're completing the screener, we just ask that students be honest with how they're feeling or how they have felt in recent months in the past. Um, so that way we can really evaluate those kids on who do have the greatest needs. And then also, you know, making sure they take in those resources. We typically try to give them hotline numbers and remind them of the resources they have available in their building. Uh, so taking some notes on those and just jotting that information down so that they'll have it if it does ever come that it's needed. Um, and then the other thing is just being respectful of your, your fellow peers. So let's say, you know, we pull another student down for an additional screener. Just because somebody is being pulled down to meet with another person um, doesn't mean anything is necessarily wrong with that person. You shouldn't assume that that person is depressed or suicidal. It is just meaning a way that we are wanting to check in with them because maybe they wanted to talk about a friend who that they're concerned about, or maybe they're having um, some changes going on at home or different things happening in their life that they just wanted to chat with somebody about to see if there was any resources out there for them. Um, so making sure we're withholding any judgments or assumptions and just trying to be supportive of our, our friends and peers. Awesome. And then uh, one of the last things would be is if, if I'm a student or a parent um, and you know it's the evening and, you're, and you can tell your, your son or your daughter or your family member is struggling, uh, with mental health, is there what's what's something that they can turn to uh, for more of that that acute um, issue that they might be having? Is there a line that they can call? They or should, what's the best yeah, we're really fortunate in Claremont County where we do have a crisis hotline that families can reach out to, um, and that number is five. 28 save S-A-V-E, um, and that operates 24-7 for any county resident where they can call and reach out for resources or support in that moment. Um, and then we also utilize the Claremont County Mobile Crisis Team, where in some circumstances they can actually physically come out to your house and do a further assessment. So we do have lots of resources. I know oftentimes Claremont County or rural areas get lumped into, there's nothing anyone can do to help me, even though you, you're in that kind of a, a funk because of the lo geographic location, there are a lot of resources that can come to you in these types of situations. Yes, definitely. And I, we have the supports in schools with also some community-based resources added in there, um, along with the hotline, the mobile crisis response team. Um, and then our office here in the Eastgate area, we also have one in Brown County and in Hamilton County now as well. Awesome. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time. I, 
Um, you know, I'm really glad we got a chance to talk about this stuff and, and we're excited to bring this program to uh, Claremont Northeastern and, and really put this type of information out. I know oftentimes people talk about um, reducing the stigma around mental health. And I think uh, this is a great step in that direction to, to work with families and, and, and clear up any confusion people might have. Yeah, that's definitely the goal for us. And we hope that um, this will be a great implementation for you guys and give you guys lots of additional resources for your, your students to take away from. Awesome. Hey, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. All right. Great. Thank you, TJ. Thanks. Bye. Claremont Northeastern District Download.